Hi, Sachin. Hey, Dinkar. So, Sachin, we have uh, reached a landmark and uh, in all the previous uh, discussions we have had till now, we kind of covered a lot of topics and bits and pieces. Yeah. And what I wanted to do was kind of uh, bring them together into one thought and uh, wanted to discuss um, the challenges behind operationalizing them. Correct. If things were easy, then you know everyone would have done it. Um, there, there, there are some real challenges. So let me first uh, quickly do a recap. So um, we have been saying that metrics are important. What you should do is focus on metrics that cover the whole spectrum of journey of your software from it being developed to it being put into production and then it being used in a business scenario to generate value or revenues or whatever business outcomes you have been looking for. Yeah. Uh, while we have not uh, used the term till now, and we probably this is the big reveal that a lot of TikTokers uh, do talk about the reveal. Um, we, we have been referring to it internally as EBO metrics, engineering excellence uh, to business outcomes. And what these metrics essentially do is kind of bring everything together for the development team, for the DevOps team, and for the business stakeholders, where they get one unified view of what's happening. And the aim of this view is not to give a dashboard so people can say, there is inefficiency here, there is inefficiency here, can you give me this view? The purpose of this is not to analyze, slice, dice, and figure out what's wrong, but this dashboard to act in a sort of as a North Star, that this yeah. is what we set out to achieve, that we will excel in the things we are doing. We will put out things into the market, into the world fast, and we will benefit from it. And we will learn from it and the learnings will go back and we'll have a build major learn cycle. And that's the essence behind Evo metrics. And we have talked about it um, in multiple uh, you know, uh, videos that we have done. Yeah. Now with that in mind, it sounds very nice. Uh, we have uh, this North Star to which all the development production teams and business teams are aligned. So the question that everyone would have in mind if it was so easy, if EBO metrics were so easy to adapt, uh, to adopt, and uh, then why hasn't everyone done it? Definitely there are operational challenges. So we wanted to cover a few of those and Sachin, you can right. go first, which is your top most challenge. Uh, the, and the reason why we speak a lot about uh, that first challenge uh, is um, in my mind, the top challenge is awareness. Uh, so if you think about it, we have been talking about uh, how to measure business outcomes, how to measure engineering outcomes, how to contextualize, how to link them uh, for almost uh, about 10 episodes on this particular podcast are dedicated to that. Uh, it is that important in my mind yeah. because we have spoken to so many people in past couple of years we know that this is a real challenge. And the challenge is because people have been going through different journey in terms of their project. Sometimes they get assigned to a project. 
sometimes uh, uh, like whole uh, initiative something starts and at that time they are not aware what how this will pan out so they believe there is no measure of success for this and um, and even every assignment and uh, they believe that okay my uh, my current assignment is so unique that three months later we will come to know what are the measure of success for us right now all we are doing is gathering uh, requirement or we are just understanding this landscape or we are just solving this one small problem and that myth in their head that okay right now I don't have it but I'll get to it and when I will get to it we can actually document it that actually is the biggest struggle so in my mind today I would like to urge anybody who who is actually listening to this is it could be process, it could be uh, initiative, it could be project, it could be just a mundane task of even doing simple database migration. There can be a measure of success applied to that. There could be an engineering outcome associated with it, which delivers business outcome. If there is no business value going to get delivered, then that initiative shouldn't even exist in the first place. Right. So the, the the work is assigned, people are putting money to do it. That means there is some promise somebody is making to someone else saying that I will deliver this once I finish these five activities. So there is absolutely no reason why you shouldn't ask this yourself. What are the measure of success for this initiative? And if not, let's debate about it. Let's discuss amongst ourselves. There are on this particular podcast, we gave framework and we are, uh, Dinkar has given talks about Evo. We can actually, we have published those slides as well. You can see that uh, it is it is so easy in terms of asking some questions, pointed questions, and then go from there. So awareness in my mind is the biggest problem. And do not believe that your situation is so unique that you can't actually assign a measure of success today. Uh, you can assign a measure of success in technical sense as well as in the business outcome sense. You just need to start thinking about it. Right. So um, the, uh, the 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 operational challenge that I want to call out is on the other extreme. So on one extreme, we have this um, you know lack of awareness. Uh, yeah. What is it? On the other hand. Um, there is a deluge of metrics that I want to call out. As a product manager, one of the things we learn is um, ability to say no to a feature, ability to keep your product light, ability to implement only that which is really needed and not just uh, you know push things because your development team is free they need to do something, Let, let's build a feature, right? Correct. And that philosophy kind of carries on when you are thinking about metrics. Uh, there is a tendency to, uh, you know, just have a metric to represent something. I call it adjacency to Conway's law. If your organization has a structure, if there's a channel of communication, it seems that people lean towards having a metric for everyone. Hey, yeah. uh, Hey team, uh, I have 15 teams uh, which are running on this program. So can I have metric for each one of them? Yeah. Um, yeah. One team could be development team. What could be this, right? Um, support team or even event development. Someone is doing backend, someone is doing UI. And suddenly what happens is we have these metrics, so many of them in front of us that at some point they stop making sense, 
uh, to us, right? And that happens so often. And when you have this deluge of metrics in front of you, what do you do? The human tendency is that as a product manager, as a project manager or a program manager, someone will put red, amber, green. So these are the metrics which are green. These are the metrics which are in amber and these are the metrics which are red. And in every sync of what will people do, they will focus on the things which are red and say, we need to fix them. We need, because there are so many things happening. That's a normal thing for a boss. Okay, let me go and look at what is wrong and let's try to fix it. And this becomes like a management by crisis, uh, right? I, I'm, I'm kind of looking at these crises and I'm just rallying people around fixing that rubbish. So suddenly everyone who's working on something is going and fo focusing on that red metric, trying to fix it. And suddenly, you know, everything else kind of loses space. And they, then it becomes very important to be very much aware that each metric has a cost. It has a cost of development. It has a cost of tracking. And it has a cost for remediation in future. So, you know, come up with some number, which is saying estimate and say that each metric has this cost on my organization. And if you're putting some metrics, which are going beyond some crazy number, that's your first indication something is wrong. So it's very important. And that's one of the reasons why it's becoming so uh, difficult to operationalize having metrics is they suddenly become too many. It becomes like, where's my metric? Where's my metric? I need a metric. Where's, you know, on that board, I need to show that I am green. And suddenly it becomes a deluge. And for the only way someone can make sense of it is focus on one or two, which are uh, red. And that becomes, a, you know, the focus of everyone. It kind of takes away from the outcome, the purpose, right? So the process and operationalization becomes the focus there. So the second challenge to operationalization is too many metrics. Sachin, which is your next one? I think the uh, you, you said it correct. The deluge of metrics is second in terms of like the volume itself. But uh, there is a right next problem um, when you have identified metrics. So let's say that you went through the journey, you listened to us, and you said, okay, I want to identify metric. I am and now I understand the importance. I will not do deluge, but I'll just pick very few, the good ones, which I want to track, which are relevant to me and which will be um, a very good indication of my progress, basically. Um, how do you measure them? So third challenge, which I would like to say is identifying the sources. Mm -hmm. Many times, uh, if you are a small organization where everything is tightly knit, you are in control, like startup ecosystem kind of thing, you practically have access to every system. You can uh, connect to your customer's uh, uh, analytics platform. You can connect to your uh, observability platform. You can connect to your cloud console. If you already have full development environment under your control. And there is pretty good chance that you also know how you are doing as a business in terms of, uh, and it is so direct in your face kind of failure and success is that either you are making uh, to next cut or you are actually just going backwards. So the visibility, the awareness is not an issue there. But think about large programs where there are organizations like mid-size or even like 500 people organization can start seeing these silos of information and control bureaucracy kicks in 
and people say, oh, I am control in control of these analytics things. I am actually in control of cloud. I'm in control of customer support. And when all these, uh, these siloed uh, departments start owning this data, visibility itself becomes a problem. How would mm -hmm. I know? Let's say that I am actually working on uh, a database migration project and I was given this task. Um, what is the like impact of it? How do I measure? I don't even control, like connect, like I don't even have access to the cloud console or new relic or the other tools, observability tools in the system. Uh, people actually block it and people say, you don't need to worry about it. We have got it covered, right? And these type of things are just too small, but even uh, for let's say large organizations, this becomes even bigger problem because you have to cross departmental boundaries. Right. And um, we actually broke our heads on a couple of uh, places, right? Dinkar is once you have to cross the department boundary, that's even more difficult than actually crossing your organizational boundary because people have, are, there is a turf control there. There are people who are in um, like, there are some systems which they have developed. They are their babies and they don't want other people to open them. They won't, don't want that access to go away. And it just becomes a change program in my mind yeah. that, somebody has to just like go from top. So the cost of mobilizing these sources so that people will be able to gaining this visibility is such a nightmare that uh, sometimes you start questioning the even value of doing such kind of things. Yeah. And uh, as leaders of organization, I think this is a problem which they need to like see through and make sure that if you want to democratize basically uh, ownership, management, visibility, you need to allow limited access to these type of data. And how you do that, every organization can have different ways to do it. But at least I'm saying is um, certain security. And by the way, I have found the most favorite reason to shoot down such request is security. Yeah, compliance. <laughs> my favorite. Compliance and security, these are like the two easiest uh, yeah. curtains behind which you can hide for any number of time. You can say it's not uh, policy, it's not security, it's not secure enough. Um, I For every time I heard the word security or compliance in relationship to getting access to metric, I think uh, it will be just insane uh, amount of uh, money if I could just get a dollar for every time. Uh, yeah. Well... Uh, the the uh, the one that I want to talk about is a little more trickier, right? So uh, you will hear this phrase a lot, success metrics, right? And uh, I always cringe a little bit, right? Because uh, what we are already doing is, uh, you know, we, we kind of, uh, you know, um, setting us up for a denial of a chance of a failure. So... And that's why I keep on saying we should say metric. Um, it will have, um, you know, success uh, marker and it will have yeah. a feature showed. That's a good it's point. Important. It's very important to know that, hey, at what point should I consider that things are failing, right? So I this is my favorite example. If you built a product and it was supposed to, the success metric was that, hey, based on the investment in marketing, based on the adoption trends, we should at least make 10 million out of it in a quarter. And let's say in the quarter, if instead of 10 million, it made 9 million, 
um would anyone complain no no it's not a you know, yeah it was good what if it was 7 million uncomfortable but sure what if it was 5 million it shouldn't be so low maybe we need to look at something maybe the mac campaign didn't work well maybe there were some other issues what if it's 1 million no 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 we invested 3 million in it if it's just making i lose my job right that is the failure threshold and you need to identify it and you need to know that for two consequent quarters if you're just making 1 million something is drastically wrong in large organizations it's difficult for a manager who has gone 6 months into the journey has released has spent two quarters worth of you know money to say that you know our assumptions were wrong or the market is not reacting the way we are reacting and they cannot say that oh we failed right why because there was never the culture of that there was like what is a success metric and there is this mythical belief that because we are corporate we are a large enterprise we did a lot of um, simulations and modelings that we should succeed it doesn't work like that products fail and the only way after 6 months there can be a very um, you know pragmatic a very evidence based discussion not blaming each other if from the beginning there was a failure threshold being decided upon and there is a clear indication that hey there is a clear discussion that we are constantly below this what should we do should we pivot should we uh, or just close down because otherwise it leads to that you know sunk cost fallacy where people keep on pumping money keep on pumping money till you know it comes as an you know you know loss of reputation for someone and you know yeah. and so many programs in law, so many organizations are just running because they were funded once and they keep on getting this trickle of fund because no one wants to be the one to say that this has failed let's close this and move on and the only way to do this is when your business outcomes come with a failure threshold and the objection that i hear for this is that um, if you give a failure threshold then what everyone will do is work just hard enough to stay above it and they will never aim for a success uh, metric and that is a bigger problem that's a totally different problem if your organization is you know motivated by doing just enough uh, you know uh, then probably you need to reach out to uh, reach out for help and fix that but having said that uh, that's also a characteristics of ebo uh, metrics they should be multivariate you cannot game them easily four five things have to fall into place for it to move so if someone it's very difficult for someone to do that minimum work that game the system so i'm just about the failure threshold uh, you know and if someone is consistently just about the failure threshold none of these metrics are supposed to be some kind of machine algorithm or machine decision makers there are people looking at it and they can look hey what are you doing you're consistently just staying above it you're not putting the right effort maybe we need to pivot in terms of uh, people who are working on it so i think such in a quick recap we called out few um, issues with operationalization awareness of what are the right metrics for it ability to say no to metrics so it's a very concise list very outcome oriented 
be very clear about what the data sources are and ensure that those data sources can be accessed in order to compute these uh, metrics. Be very clear about the success and uh, failure uh, threshold. So uh, all of these operational uh, challenges, and there is one more which is um, very close to us and uh, Sachin, I want you to talk about it is how to track. Does it mean someone has to go and build a tool, buy a tool? Like what are those operational challenges? Yeah, Dinkar, um, you said it rightly. There are like total five challenges we are talking about. The four one you listed and the fifth one is basically how to track. Um, and this is one thing which we have solved at ThoughtWorks uh, by building a tool um, uh, called Polaris, which is available to our customers. But in addition to that, you don't need a tool always. There are a few tools here and there available in the market which try to track some metrics. But my recommendation to teams would be is to start, you don't need a tool. You can start with just an Excel sheet. Um, all you have to do is uh, identify the metrics and put a, a like a date and you start putting values. So eventually you start seeing a trend line of all your metrics. That's all you Hopefully need. We don't have to explain how to use Excel. Right? <laughs> yeah. The cost of actually getting on this is not the tool itself, but the, uh, the work which you need to put in prior to that, the four challenges which we talked about. Um, and um, I think uh, that's what uh, I would recommend everybody is start somewhere. St I start, you don't need to aim for perfection, get few metrics going. A uh, couple of them uh, through engineering side and a couple of them through business outcome side. And you start uh, like making uh, like snapshot like every week, every month, whatever that interval which is suitable to you. But make a point that whenever you get these values, you see last three data points and converse about what is this trend line indicating. Right. The goal is not to look at one number, but to look at how these correlations are happening hey, we made two feature releases in the last three months. Uh, here is the business impact which we uh, wanted to track. I don't see that impact or I see the impact. And that is the conversation which is going to deliver value, not the, the act of tracking itself. So yeah. uh, if you do that, that's a good starting point, I would say. So the key takeaway is um, pick the right set of metrics, Keep it simple, figure out uh, what those data sources are as, as leadership, uh, create that openness of access to data so right metrics can be calculated. Figure out your success, figure yeah. out what is that pivot threshold and yeah. start with Excel if nothing else, just get started, right? Anywhere. And everything can come, don't go shopping first, go tracking first and then go shop for, um, some custom or some off the shelf or, you know, shameless plug, ThoughtWorks Polaris, but uh, those comes later. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, people find this uh, summary useful and uh, we'll hear from uh, them in few months on comments. Uh, yeah. How this experience was. Absolutely. And if there is any challenge yeah, you feel, uh, happy to like discuss about what your journey is and then are there any challenges? Maybe we can invite you to the podcast. Absolutely. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.